Today with Catherine Ruinala. He said he gave us this pattern. When you, when you pray, pray in this manner, pray in this pattern. Our Father, who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. And when I come to hallow his name, I'm asking the Lord, Holy Spirit, Spirit of God, give me wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of God, in the knowledge of the Father, in the knowledge of the Son, so I can be provoked to worship Him. I don't wanna just worship out of formal obligation. I need revelation. Give me a revelation of your love today because you are love. I need revelation of who you are today. Provoke me in a fresh way so that when I hallow your name today, I'm not doing it out of a, a religious obligation, but I'm doing it out of a holy provocation that makes me want to say, holy, you're worthy. Look at you. You are glorious. Hallelujah. And the Bible says that ask and you will receive. It may not be a mental picture. It may just be an awareness of his presence with you, or it might be a revelation that you've read in the Bible that he reveals himself afresh to you personally, a rhema word for you today, but he wants to give you every day fresh revelation so you can hallow his name. I, was, I, I enjoy my Sundays because I get to have quite a few hours. My family leave me alone. They go and do all the work and I get to go into my room and be alone with God. It's just the greatest deal. I was thinking about it today, thinking, yeah, there's Emily cleaning the kitchen, Tom's doing the gardening, and I'm just having a lovely time with God. And I love my life. Praise God. <laughs> yeah, they, they know that that is the place of, of intimacy, of strength, of power, and that I need to be alone with God in order to have anything to give. And so when I went to pray today, I uh, am praying, our Father who is in heaven, thinking about heaven and how glorious it is, eternity, hallowed be your name. And as I went to start to do that, I started to get sidetracked. And I was thinking about someone I've been praying for and I was starting to try and work out how could I help them. And, and then I started to get worked up about it and, and, and I couldn't get off it. And so I realized I need to actually open my mouth very intentionally and speak out loud to God. Otherwise, my mind will keep wandering. I cast that care onto you. You care about that person more than I do. God, I give you that care. Now, Lord, I come to hallow your name. Lord, and I pray the apostolic prayer in Ephesians 1. I pray, Lord, give me the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you. Enlighten the eyes of my understanding. Oh God, you are my savior. Father, I thank you that you save me today. You save me from distraction. You save me from discouragement. You save me. You are my rescuer. You rescue me out of all heaviness and fear and worry. You rescue me out of every evil attack. God, I worship you as my savior today. And that was my revelation today of who he is so I could hallow his name as savior, rescuer, redeemer, hallelujah. Hallowed be your name. It can look different every day as the Lord gives you fresh revelation to worship him, hallow his name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Well, today I was praying, your kingdom come. Yes, Lord, your kingdom is righteousness, peace, 
peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. This is the kingdom of God. So I began to decree, Lord, I thank you that I am righteous, that you've made me the righteousness of God in Christ. And Lord, today I reckon myself dead indeed to sin and alive to God in Christ. Thank you, Lord. It's no longer Catherine who lives, but Christ who lives in Catherine. I declare I am the righteousness of God in Christ. Hallelujah. And I make decrees. I make declarations. I speak life. And I say things like, I thank you, Lord. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. Thank you, Lord, that there is no, there is no shame or guilt that can attach itself to me because you have forgiven me and cleansed me from all unrighteousness. You make no mention of past sins. And I do this out loud because for me, otherwise I can start to drift off. Squirrel, you know. <laughs> and so I, I say it out, I speak it out loud and I, I, I pray out loud intentionally to keep me on track. I'm just telling you how I do it. You don't have to do it exactly the same way. But by showing you how I do it, my prayer is that you'll catch something to be able to take this pattern and apply it to your own prayer life. Your kingdom come, and I pray, Lord, peace. I release peace over my heart, over my mind, over my family, over my church, over my city, over my state. I release the peace of God. Peace come, hallelujah. Peace come, joy come. Oh, Father, I exchange that feeling of heaviness or complacency or oppression. I exchange it for joy. Yes, Jesus, you give me the oil of joy for morning. I, I, I release and I decree joy over my life. Joy in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Your will be done. And I thank... I, I, my prayer about his will looks different all the time. We know, uh, we can ask, Lord, give me the knowledge of your will. Hallelujah. And so I thank you, Father. It's your will that this person that I'm praying for is healed. It's your will, God, that today I would walk in holiness and righteousness. It's your will today, Lord God, that my family, Lord, would be glorifying you. And I just begin to pray into the will of God and I declare your will be done. Your will be done in everything we need. And then I, I flow into give us this day. I declare, I thank you, Lord. It's your will for us to be able to have a place where we can gather with as many as we need to, with as much parking as we need. And I begin to ask him, thank you, Lord, for that place. All right, thank you for it. Yay, hooray. Praise the Lord. It's your will. I begin to pray um, over my life, over my family. And as I start to get into it, you start to ask, you begin to realize, there's a whole lot of folders of a whole lot of different subjects that I could ask things about. And if you struggle to, to pray, just start to go through the different folders. Open your family folder and begin to pray into that. Well, Lord, I pray for my dad. I pray for my brother. I pray for my sister. And I pray specifically. Pray for each one of my children by name. And I, I begin to pray. You could spend a long time there. I pray for my leaders. I lift up my leaders, my team. I, I pray for them. I, I pray for our church. I begin to pray. There's so much. Right? There's so much you can ask. You could stay there for hours and hours. And here's the good news. Your asking isn't in vain. The Bible tells us in 1 John chapter 3 that if our heart does not condemn us, we have confidence before God and whatever we ask, 
we receive. This isn't just a good thing to do. This is the thing to do. This is the thing to do. This is work. So while I might be thinking I'm having, I'm, I'm the, the privileged one in my room while Tom's in the garden doing the gardening and Emily's doing the, the kitchen, I'm working too. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm asking. And you know what? This is really effective work. It's genuine work. And it is, if you understand what is happening when you ask, you'll recognize how powerful it is. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Give us this day our daily bread. I mean, and I go on. Lord, I, I thank you, Father, for fresh revelation. I need fresh revelation. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for fresh revelation. Lord, speak to me through your word. And I, I might even open up the word at that, place, at that place and begin to receive. Thank you, Lord. You want to give me fresh bread today. Lord, you said healing is the children's bread. So, Father, I thank you for healing, for my, whatever I'm asking healing for or for any, whoever I'm asking healing for. And I begin to pray for healing because it's bread. Hallelujah. Um, a crumb was enough to heal the Syrophoenician woman's daughter. Healing is the children's bread. And you can begin to pray, ask about everything. Hallelujah. You get the idea. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Or you could say, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Uh, however, you've been taught to pray it. But for me, it's sometimes helpful to think of sin as debt. When I go to release someone from their debt that I feel they owe me, like a debt of an apology or actual debt. Father, I thank you I can forgive that because you've forgiven me. I open my heart before him and I begin to say, Lord, is there anything that I'm thinking or doing or, or things that, patterns of behavior that aren't pleasing to you? God, show me, help me to see so I can repent. Lord, and change my ways. Teach me your ways. Show me your paths, God. Show me, give me wisdom. And then I begin to pray, Lord, um, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. God, I thank you that you deliver me from every um, deception that I, might, uh, my, uh, that I might be operating under. Lord, help me. Wake me up to recognize. Give me wisdom. Give me discernment, Papa. And as I've shared before, I, I imagine this big, thick, impenetrable glass wall. And I've got my space over here, and this my space is righteousness, peace, and joy. I live in the kingdom. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. And on the other side of the wall is everything that I have suffered, that I have forgiven, is over there. Everything I've done wrong is over there. Anything that people have done wrong to me is over there. Sin, shame, pain, regrets, over there. And so when I pray, lead me not into temptation, I'm praying, Lord, help me to recognize whenever the enemy is throwing psychological warfare at me and trying to get me to go down a track again that's already been put on the other side. For example, if in the middle of the night, I'm st I start to think about a situation and then I start to think, oh, 
that really hurt. That was really painful. Oh, that was terrible what they did. Wasn't that awful? That was so painful. And as soon as I start there, going down that track, I go back into the emotions of how I felt then. And I'm getting re-traumatized about the whole thing all over again. It's the thief who comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He's throwing mess into my garden of righteousness, peace, and joy. And the moment I recognize it, I can go, oh, oh, thank God I don't have to go there. Oh, that's good, hallelujah. I don't even focus on it, I just start to rejoice. Oh, praise God, I don't have to go there again. Hooray, hallelujah. Or sin, if he starts to throw a thought into your head and you start to go down a track, whether it's bitterness or lust or whatever it might be, as he starts to try to take you down a track, as you're praying in the, during the day, earlier in the day, lead me not to temptation, you're believing the Holy Spirit's gonna quickly help you recognize the voice of the enemy and recognize, hang on, that track is not for my good or for my pleasure, it's actually designed to lead me into death and sin and pain. That's from over there. I've been delivered from that. Oh, hooray, I don't have to go there. That is good, thank you, Father. And I begin to rejoice, thank you, Lord. What's it like not to be engaged in drama in my brain? Yeah. <sighs> How does peace feel? This is great. Come on, let's think about this. No, hooray, thank you, Lord. I don't even try and fight it. I instead start to praise God that I've been delivered from it. Praise God. Because in doing that, I don't get trapped into thinking about it again. If I'm trying to fight it, I'm thinking about it again. It's like, no, when you can't, my brain space here is righteousness, peace, and joy. It doesn't even belong. So thank you, God. I'm so grateful I've been set free from that. Hooray. Hallelujah. I don't have to deal with that. It's my favorite saying at the moment. Thank God I don't have to deal with that. Oh, hooray. That feels great. This is me and my inner dialogue with God. Thank God I don't have to deal with it. I'm so glad I don't have to deal with that again. All right, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Lead me not into temptation, but deliver me from evil. This is such a powerful prayer. We pray, praise God. You are, you are delighting to, to deliver me from evil, from every wrong mindset, every wrong learned behavior. Teach me your ways, show me your path, guide me in the way everlasting. Deliver me from evil, God. Things and people, Lord, that um, are not healthy for me. God, deliver me from evil. And you know what? He will. Lord, deliver us from evil. I pray it over myself. I pray it over my children. Lord, deliver us from evil as a family. Anyone that's trying to take advantage of us or lead us into a wrong, down a wrong path, deliver us from evil. I pray it. Deliver my children from evil that any wrong influences, Lord, would be taken out or shut down in their lives. Hallelujah. Deliver us from evil, from every evil attack. Lord, you rescue us from every evil attack and bring us safely to your heavenly kingdom. Thank you, God. Deliver us from evil, God, from every uh, wicked thing that would try to come against us. Uh, deliver our state from this wicked virus in the name of Jesus. Deliver us from evil. And there's so much you can pray. And it's powerful. I've been praying this really intentionally for the last 
maybe eight months, and I've been astonished at how God has really done wonderful things in my life, in my world, and even sharpening my own conscience of things that I've tolerated that I can no longer, yeah. oh, just I have a distaste for, because God's delivering me from evil, even from the deception of things that I've tolerated that I don't need to tolerate, hallelujah. Deliver me from evil. Deliver us. I pray it for our church. I pray it for our nation. Deliver us from evil for the body of Christ. And I often at this point will take my communion, take the bread and I'll take the wine. I'll thank you, Lord, that by your stripes I'm healed. Lord, that you were chastised for my peace, God. And I exchange anything that's heavy or weighing on me. I exchange sickness. I exchange anything that's not righteousness, peace, and joy in heaven, as it is in heaven, I thank you and I imagine myself putting it all on the body of Christ, on the bread. And then I eat the bread and say, thank you, God, I don't have to deal with that anymore. Hallelujah. And I take the blood and say, thank you that this blood is the reason that wall's there. Hallelujah, you've hemmed me in with your blood. Praise God. Like the blood that's on the doorposts on Passover, at the first Passover, you have put your blood and it, it surrounds me. It's my entryway into the kingdom and I am safe and death and uh, that which is evil cannot come near me. Hallelujah. I pray often Psalm 91, thank you, Lord, that nothing shall by any means harm me because of your blood. And then we pray, for yours is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. It's not just a nice benediction that we finish off with. It's actually our opportunity to once again lift our eyes to him and remember, God, thank you Yours is the kingdom. God, you are my king. I am your bride. I am your body. Lord, you are taking care of me. God, the reason I get to live in righteousness, peace, and joy is because of you. In you, I live and move and have my being. And then I begin to give thanks. I begin to thank him. I, I start with my week that I've just been through. Thank you, God, for this week. Thank you, Lord, for the beautiful sunshine. Thank you, Lord God, for my family. Thank you for what you did this week in Joseph's life or in Emily's life. Thank you, Lord, for what you've done this week uh, with this or with that. And I begin to give thanks. And I remember, wow, you really are so good to me, God. And then I'll, I'll continue to give him the glory. God, I give you the glory for that testimony of healing. Thank you, God, for healing that person. Yours is the glory. You did that. God, you're the healer. You're the one who works miracles. Father, I'm so thankful, for, thankful Lord. Look what you've done. Lord, being able to minister to people in, in, um, on the airwaves, in television. Thank you, Lord, that you made the way for that. Thank you, Father, for that letter from that person that's been watching, that's, been, that's received um, something fresh from you, Lord, that's been touched. Thank you for that encouragement. And I, I just begin to give him worship, give him praise. Catherine Coleman, at the end of her meetings, she'd often go back to her room and she'd deliberately think about all the testimonies and all the compliments and all the encouragements she'd received. And she'd think about them one by one and gather them together, she'd say, like a big bunch of roses. 
and then offer them up to God. And I've often thought about that. And I think about all the testimonies. I think about all the miracles. I think about all the amazing things God's done, all the encouragements, all the compliments. I thank him for it. Thank you for that, Lord. I really appreciate it. Oh, what a privilege it was, Lord, to see you touch that one. Thank you, Lord, for what you did there. Now, God, yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory. You did that. God, I give you the glory. You deserve all the glory, all the honor. God, I honor you. And I again begin to honor his name. I honor you for what you've done. Look what you've done. Look at this, Jesus. Look at the church you've built, Lord. Look at what you've done. You're amazing. God, thank you. Wow, God. Without you, nothing. I could do nothing, but I can do all things with you because you are so wonderful. God, thank you for the privilege of working with you, of, of walking with you. God, I give you all the honor. I give you all the praise. I give you all the glory. I begin to give him glory for, for the mundane and the basic things, and I give him glory for the incredible, extraordinary things. And as I do this with thanksgiving, again afresh, I'm filled with joy. I'm filled with peace. I'm filled with worship. And then as I go about my day, I've got a smile on my face. Hallelujah. This pattern that the Lord has given us is not just a religious idea or a, a liturgy or a recitation. Our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name, and your kingdom come. It's, it's, not, it's not a magic formula. But it's a powerful, powerful, powerful pattern for you and I to really engage with God, to keep us on track in our prayer life and to help us be fruitful. Who wants to be fruitful in their life? Well, half the time we forget to ask God. If we use this pattern, we come to the place where we need to ask. Who wants to be the light of the world? Three of you. <laughs> who wants to be the light of the world? Yes, everyone who is in the kingdom of God is called to be the light of the world. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. And then he said about you and I, you are the light of the world. In order to do it, in order to be the light of the world, we need to be beholding his glory so that we reflect to everyone around us what we're looking at. If we don't go through this pattern, then the next person I speak to is probably going to get an unloaded version of all the worries and concerns and frustrations and hurts that have been happening in my heart because I have been looking at those things. And out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So if I instead process with God first, Unload it all, put it on his body, pray about everything, don't worry about anything, but instead ask, ask, ask specifically. If I finish off glorifying him, thanking him for what he's done. And you know, as you give thanks, discouragement just can't stay. As you open your mouth and you intentionally start to give thanks, you'll watch and see discouragement disappear because it is a squatter 
illegally squatting on your happy garden of righteousness, peace, and joy. It's true. And so when we start to thank God, I mean, if you're feeling discouraged, you can start with, thank God I woke up this morning. Hallelujah. God, thanks that I'm alive. Thanks God that I'm going to heaven. Wow. Thank you, Lord, that I don't have to spend eternity in hell because Jesus died for me. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Oh, God. Thank you for eternal life. Hooray. Thank you, God, that I know you're hearing me and that you're with me. And as you begin there and you start to think about all the things you can give thanks for, it's amazing how discouragement just slinks away very quickly because light dispels darkness. You can't shovel darkness out by going, darkness, get out, get out, get up. No. The way you get darkness out is you give your attention to something else. That is letting the light in. By looking at what is pure and lovely and of a good report. And God's heart for every one of us is that we would know him, that we would receive Jesus as our Savior and our Lord and say, thank you, God. I give you my sin and I receive in exchange the gift of eternal life, the gift of forgiveness, the gift of mercy, the gift of the Spirit of God living in me, making me a new creation. Thank you, Lord.